Welcome to the Billboard Mastery Podcast, where you will learn the correct way to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, select the construction type, build, rent the ad space, and operate billboard signs. And now, here is your host, the guy that built from scratch the largest privately owned billboard company in Dallas-Fort Worth, Frank Rolfe. In the popular TV show from the 60s, The Beverly Hillbillies, you had Jed Clampett go out in the Missouri Ozarks hunting for food, hits the ground with his rifle bullet, and out gushes oil. And in many ways, we, as billboard builders, owners, and operators who do a lot of digging, sometimes we're kind of like Jed Clampett. We're drilling holes in the ground, but we're not really sure what's going to come out of it. This is Frank Rolfe of the Billboard Mastery Podcast. We're talking about drilling and hitting things. Now, often when you drill a hole for a billboard, based on the kind of billboard, whether it's a metal monopole, steel I-beam, wooden telephone pole, you drill at different depths. But you do always pretty much drill. Now, you don't always hit the same stuff. If I drill a pole six feet in the earth, I have less likelihood of hitting something than if, unless I drill a 15-foot or 20-foot like you do with a monopole sign. But nevertheless, even if I drill just a foot or so, you can sometimes hit things. So I thought we'd go over the kind of things that you hit, what the workarounds are, and just kind of some of the insider secrets and tricks you can have in doing that. So one of the first things you'll find when you drill holes in the earth that you can hit are utilities. Because lo and behold, there was that water line or that sewer line there and you drill down and you hit it. Now, how do you get away from that? Well, that's easy. You always do a utility line locate before you ever even think about drilling into the ground. You'd be crazy to do it otherwise. There are utilities out there that if you strike that utility, it would wipe you out. Fiber optic cable is the number one example of that. Hitting fiber optic cable, the bill to repair the cable and the lost income to the cable company can be a million dollars. I don't think that's survivable. So again, do a line locate. Every state has typically a one source line locate number. You call that, tell them where it is. It doesn't cost you anything. And they come out and mark all the utilities and they'll put all clear where you were going to dig. That's how you get away from hitting utilities. Now, another common thing you'll hit when you're out digging, although it doesn't happen every time, in fact, very rarely, but you'll hit water. Not the kind of water that comes through the water line from the city, but the kind of water that's inherent in the ground everywhere. Underground aquifers, high water tables. You'd be shocked at places where you drill and find water. So what happens when you hit water? Well, number one, you don't normally get gushing water. As you're drilling the hole and you pull out the drill bit, what you're going to see is the sides of the hole are starting to seep water out. And as you proceed farther down, there's more water coming out of the sides. Now you're getting water in the bottom of the hole. So what do you do? Well, one option is you can do what's called casing the hole. That's where you take a piece of pipe and as you drill down, you insert the pipe in as it goes. So at the end of the movie, what you have in that hole, if it's 15 feet deep, is a hole that's reinforced by a 15-foot deep piece of pipe. That stops the water from coming in the side. But here's another way you can do it. You can do what's called a bell hole foundation. Now, what's a bell hole foundation? Well, a bell hole foundation is you just let the water keep coming in the sides of the hole. And as you do it, the sides of the hole collapse. 
and they collapse first and foremost down at the bottom because as you get deeper, that's where there's more water pressure. Now, what people will then do is they'll go ahead after they drill down 15 feet or 10 feet or whatever the engineering says for you to do. Once you get on down there with the bell hole, so now it's caving in at the bottom, you go ahead and put the pipe in it, and then you pour in virtually dry concrete. To do this, you have to use something called custom-crete. It's a truck that basically is not like your typical concrete truck where the concrete comes already ready mixed with the water rotating over and over again. But it's a different kind of truck. The concrete is stationary because what you have in the truck is basically just concrete powder and stone and all the ingredients of concrete. But they don't mix the water until it gets to the job site. The guy is then able to determine how much water to put in it on the truck. And if you have a lot of water in the hole, he won't put in any. He'll just pour the raw concrete mix into the hole. As it hits the bottom of the hole, it mixes with the water, and that's how you make the concrete. Now, what's the downside to a bell hole foundation? Well, one, you have a very, very large amount of concrete in the hole because it's not like the original model where you're just pouring concrete in between the sides of the column or telephone pole or I-beam that you're putting in and the hole. Now you're also filling in that giant cave down there at the bottom. So one thing is you'll have extra concrete use. That's true. And if you ever had to pull the foundation out, it would be nearly impossible because instead of pulling out a cylindrical tube out of the ground, which can be done by a crane, now you'd have to pull this kind of amorphous triangular object out of the ground. It would be nearly impossible to do. And if you for any reason ever had to do it in your lease, if it said in the event of development, you have to remove the sign and the foundation, well, that would be beyond probably... Your, your, your ability to pay for it. You'd have to go through the backhoe and basically dig the thing out. It would be an absolute nightmare. The good news of the bell hole foundation is it's extremely strong. There's no way that sign will ever tip over in a windstorm because moving that foundation in the earth at that magnitude of the size of the foundation, it isn't going to go anywhere. Another thing you sometimes hit when you dig is rock. Now, I've probably hit more rock than I've hit water. And rock is a trickier thing. When you hit rock, you don't really know how deep you have to go to get out of that rock. And rock can be very expensive. It can also be very slow. Now, the regular drill bit that drills into the earth, when it hits rock, it can't go any further. It's done. That's the end of the movie. So what you then have to do is you pull out that drill bit and you put on instead a very small drill bit. That gives it more pounds per square foot of torque and pressure. And then that little drill bit goes down in there and it starts drilling and perforating that rock with lots of little holes. And as you weaken the holes, then you can go back in with the bigger drill bit and then drill into it. It takes a long time. It's also very, very expensive. When you hit a, a rock, a boulder, whatever it may be, probably the best thing you can do is one of two things. You could see if the engineer would tell you that you can go with a different foundation, perhaps something that's larger and wider in girth, but not quite as deep. But more commonly, what you're going to do is you're just going to move the hole over and see if you can find a spot that doesn't hit the big old boulder. Now, this is easy enough to do if you're in a farm field. But what if you're not in a farm field? What if, in fact, you are in a developed property and you're supposed to kind of be in one certain spot? The good news from my experience has been those boulders, those underground rocks you hit, they're normally not that big. You can sometimes just move the drill bit over three or four feet and you get clear of it. You may have to experiment. You may have to drill down several times till you find the area where there's no stone underneath. But that's typically a better course of action than trying to actually drill 
through the stone because it takes so long and it is so very expensive. Now, this is one reason why when you do that lease with the property owner, you want to leave the exact location of the sign a little, you know, kind of loose. Because you're not sure when you really go to drill that foundation if there's going to be something there to stop you from it. And if you have to the very inch where the foundation is in your lease and you had to move the sign over three feet, you'd be in violation of your lease. You'd have to go out to the property owner and get that renegotiated again as far as having them initial where the new location is. That's why you typically want to put just kind of this amorphous, you know, uh, rectangle roughly around where the foundation will be. You're doing that to protect yourself because if you cut it too tight, you can get in real trouble. Have I ever hit oil like Jed Clampett? Yes, I did once in a, in a billboard out in East Texas. I drilled a hole and I didn't hit water and I didn't hit a rock. I hit gasoline, didn't hit a gasoline pipe. This area had so much gasoline leaking from underground storage tanks, from truck stops and everything else, that the ground was permeated with gasoline. I didn't have a playbook of what you do when it's permeated with gasoline, so we just drilled our hole, put the sign column in, and poured in the concrete. Sign's still there to this day. I don't really know what you're supposed to do when you hit things like that. However, if you had a question, you could always call the state or somebody and ask. Property owner would probably not be very happy with you because there may be some kind of environmental issue with that. That's really not what billboard companies get involved in is the environment or remediating environmental pollution. But again, you never know what you're going to hit when you drill that hole. Have I ever found an interesting artifact or item? Nope, never have. I always thought I would. I always thought maybe someday the drill bit would come up and it would bring up, I don't know, uh, you know, a hat from uh, the Civil War, or maybe an old coin or something interesting. But no, never happened. Probably because you normally build billboard foundations in more rural areas where there really wasn't anything historically going on. But at least it does keep you kind of interested to see what comes out of that hole. It also keeps you interested in always making sure you don't hit anything that really is important. This is Frank Roth with the Billboard Mastery Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Billboard Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at www.billboardmastery.com where you can find past episodes of this show, plus an array of information to help you successfully build, buy, and operate billboard signs.